What a joy it is for me to be here, and you cannot see the smiling faces I see, and I've got chills right now just because I, I have this blessing. As I sat here, I was thinking, okay, this is the first time back, you know, Sunday school, and uh, majority of you aren't wearing masks, you're being safe distance, but this is a special Sunday, and I feel it. I feel it, and I'm thinking about through the last uh, 14 years, the special events that I've had with you and your family. Uh, it is an incredible experience that I never knew that I would ever, I'd ever have. Uh, Rob said that he loved me. You love me. Y'all have showed that in so many ways, and I hope that you know I love you. This, just, this isn't just another Sunday. This is Sunday I get to come back to my family, my church family, those that I've had good times with and we've shared some bad times with deaths in the family and issues here or there, but we're, we're family. And what a blessing it is for Wayne Hollinshed. This is another special Sunday and I'm capping it off because I'm with you. I have the honor also of um, talking about our Lord and Savior. Jesus paid it all. Couldn't put it any better. He paid it all. The worst day in history was the day that Jesus Christ was crucified. The worst day. The best day in human history is the day Jesus Christ was baptized. Uh, excuse me. The day that He was crucified. The worst day. The day Jesus Christ was crucified. The best day. The day that Jesus Christ was crucified. You see, because of that, because of that event, you and I are sitting here with our sins forgiven. I had a brief visit with Jimmy just before the service. And we shared some difficult days before the loss of his beautiful wife and Doris and grandmother. But what we shared starting back years ago when she was in the hospital in Lubbock, was prayers. No matter how bad it was, Jimmy, Doris, the family, we all had prayers together. When I wasn't there, they were still praying. That would not have been possible without our Lord and Savior. It wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for that crucifixion. It wouldn't have been possible had we turned our back and walked away from our Lord and Savior. We have choices. You and I have choices. And it's our choice to follow Jesus Christ. He is our Lord and He is our Savior. That does not mean that we're not going to stumble and fall. That doesn't mean there's those times that we even disappoint ourselves. But we know that He is there.
never turned his back on us. Never. When you see that hand, and you've heard me say this before, it's his hand lifting us back up and dusting you off. Some of you played football, basketball, and you got knocked down and you'd get up and you'd dust yourself off, go back to the huddle, and ready for the next play. Jesus Christ is the one. He lifts us up out of the dirt, out of the trials, out of the the debris that we're in. I'd like to share with you and Rob, I don't think it's any accident that I'm going to go back to where you were earlier. I'm going to talk about Joseph, the man of many, the robe of many colors. This is when Joseph has his brothers that come to him. He is the second in line in Egypt. He is the second man. And they knew that they sold him into slavery. They did not know who they're talking to until now. They did not know, and there was great fear and trepidation. Is he going to seek revenge? Is he going to come after us like he rightfully could? But listen to what Joseph said to them. Don't be afraid. I am in the... I am. Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. That's God talking to you and me. Those words were not by accident. You and I need to be comforted no matter where we are in this day and time. And it's tough. I'm not downplaying that. But there is the good news. The good news is you don't have to fight this battle alone. God put it on my heart to assure you. You, you are not a loser. You're not a loser. No matter what your past is like, you're not a loser. And I say that because I struggle with my mistakes in life. I'm real good at kicking myself around. And I shared that with y'all last time. I'm real good at that. And sometimes I dwell on that more than I do the Creator. And then I've got to be brought back and know that He has me here for a purpose. You're not a loser. I'm not a loser. We're not a loser. We are challenged, yes. We're going to make wrong decisions, yes. And some decisions have greater consequences than others. But you're not a loser. I promise you, you are a winner. You are an overcomer. If we look back into the history of 
genetically, your family, my family, we would see somewhere back there, somebody cross that big Atlantic Ocean in a small ship. And I never had any idea how small they were till I went into one that was in the harbor of Boston. And I'm not a very tall guy, but I had to stoop to get through there. And seeing those bunks they were, that they slept in were so small. And they made it all the way across that ocean because they had a destiny. They had a place to go to and during that, that venture, during the adventure, they had many, many things to overcome. And I'll not go into all the history on it. And then our ancestors had to fight to establish this great country of ours. Unfortunately, some, so many have forgotten that that the lives that were paid so we could be free. But they had the courage to do that. They were overcomers. Later on, there was a civil war. We fought each other, but we were able to overcome. There was a World War I, World War II, a depression. And they overcame all of these obstacles. You have that DNA in you as well. I have it in me. I do not have a, uh, a map of when my ancestors came over, but somebody back there did. And they were able to overcome the challenges of life. This is our challenge right now. Not just the virus. Not just the virus, because our lives go on. And then... In the midst of this, there are those that we love that we lost. There's still funerals. There's still grieving. There's still pain. But you're not alone. What man had intended for evil, i.e. the crucifixion, God meant it for good, the resurrection. In your life, you actually get stronger as you fight the battle. Sometimes you're down. Sometimes you're at home and you're crying in your pillow. And then another day you're up and you're going after it again. And see, you learn. You learn. When we had the grief class here, the people shared their stories. They helped each other. And if you're like me, if I see that Rob has gone through a similar situation, I say, okay, Rob made it through it. I can make it through it. I don't feel that strong. I don't feel that courageous. But I have somebody that I can use as a role model. And I'm sure you have had role models in your life. I am blessed to be able to stand here. I know that. I know that. I know from which I came. And today, I get to share the word of Jesus Christ. But so do you. You do with your actions. I have been there with you. I have seen you. You didn't even know that... I was watching you and probably others also. Your acts of kindness. 
You're doing God's work. Just like Joseph did. He forgot the past. He forgave the past. And he loved his brothers. He loved. And the power of love is so much greater. So much greater than hate. Love can totally annihilate hate. That's the reason they, God asked us not to remember those To forgive our, our enemies. Forgive them. And it's not easy. But I know that I have to remind myself God has forgiven me. And if He can, if he can forgive me, then I can forgive others. There is another day. There is a better day. You're, you are an overcomer. The fact that you're here right this moment in the house of the Lord tells me you're an overcomer and you know where your strength comes from. Your strength comes from Jesus Christ Himself. As you loaded up the car to come to church today, you had that spirit in you. I want to be in the house of the Lord. I want to worship my Lord and my Savior. And so we come together. And we're stronger together. I guess the, the story of David and Goliath is the story we remember most frequently, and yet there's many stories about David. He wasn't always a man of God. Neither are you, and neither am I. But when he went against Goliath, he did not go alone. You have your moments that you are in a battle with Goliath. You have your battle. You have your war. And it is wise that we look back and see that David, a young teenager, had the courage to go against Goliath. And he was somewhere around nine feet six to nine inches, according to the documents. Nine feet. David was probably five something. So he's about three or four feet larger. But he was outraged when he saw Goliath yelling at his countrymen. It's like, don't you know who you're yelling at? We're the Israelis. We're the Hebrews. We're the children of God. He got angry. He went to Saul and Saul saw a boy. But he eventually let him go against the giant. When Goliath saw him, and I'm giving the... Reader's Digest version. But when Goliath saw him, David, he says, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. What everyone else saw was a giant. 
what they saw was a man that was invincible. But David saw a man that was so big that he couldn't miss him. The target was huge. You've done some shooting. Most of you have. The bigger the target, the easier it is. He had a target so big that even with a slingshot, with that missile, that he knew he could not miss. He had used the slingshot before. He knew what a formidable weapon it was. And he did not run away from Goliath. He ran to him. Two times David made reference to Goliath and nine times he made reference to God. Let us do the same thing. We have our Goliaths, but let us remember our God is bigger than those obstacles. David went running toward him. He did not shy away and he hit his target. Goliath had all this armor on, but his forehead was open and that's all David needed. And he brought down the giant. You too can bring down your giant. You too can bring down the one that is so destructive in your life. You too are not walking alone. God will help you with your aim. God will help you destroy this enemy that you might have. God will help us as a nation that we will get through these trials and tribulations. And we'll be stronger. I am convinced there's people today that are worshiping Jesus Christ that never did before. But they understand they cannot get through it. They cannot get through it without Jesus Christ. Some of you may have been at that point in your life. And so you surrendered to God. You surrendered to Jesus because you knew you could not get through it any other way except with Him. I use this scripture many, many times, but I think it's worth repeating over and over and over again. Jeremiah 29, 11. Many of you can verbalize it as I'm reading it. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. You see how positive that is? His plans for you so that you will prosper, so there will be hope and there's future because you believe in Jesus Christ. There is hope. There is a future. You're going to have some swamps you're going to have to get through. You're going to have some fires that you're going to have to get through. But you've got Jesus Christ. He is the one that will carry you through that swamp and through the fire. He will protect you. Why? Why? Because you're a child of God. Because you call Him your Lord and your Savior.
I'm going to skip the 12th verse and jump down to the 13th in the same chapter because the 13th has a great deal of meaning to me. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. It's none of this stuff, I'm going to keep my, first, my foot on first base and I'm going to stretch out to second base and see if I can get there. He's asking us to turn loose of that first base and give it everything we have to get to second. Give it your all. If you watch sports, you see time after time where these great athletes have been overcomers. And because they were a great athlete, because they were overcomers, they were able to excel their career and the play, their playing schedule, their playing skills, because they gave it their all. They turned loose of first base and they went for it. And that's what we need to do, to go for it. I promise you, those that stand on the top step and get the gold medals have had their challenges. They had to be overcomers. And they did it. And they were winners. Joseph saw his brothers and he said, Do not fear what you meant for wrong. God meant for right. You may think that it's an impossible ditch that you are in. But please know that the great Redeemer is with you. You will receive your glory. Your glory in heaven with Jesus Christ.